0: Make
1: you go hmm. And welcome to another episode of Hey You Guys, the ever popular podcast on pop culture of the 80s and 90s by two dudes who lived through them. I'm your host, Jeffrey Mack, joined as always by the wren to my stimpy, Mr. Scott Boyd. And in today's episode, well, we're doing sort of a random episode. We've done a few of these in the past, um, and they've gone relatively well. I think this is a great outlet for Boyd and myself to just get things off of our chest. Things that we've not thought about for a really, really long time, and things that generally make you go, hmm. So that being said, Boyd, how are we doing today?
0: Pretty great, my friend. Pretty great. Um, Very interested in diving into a little bit of well what makes us go hmm
1: yeah i think you know we we've, we've done a few of these episodes and i i tend to like them um you know they're they're maybe easy for us to do but in all honesty they're they're sort of modeled after another podcast that i listen to where they have two hosts and their episodes essentially each host brings whatever the hell they want to bring to the episode without telling the other and um they have pretty interesting dynamic and in terms of you know I guess making the other person say hmm not to beat a dead horse but in any case I think that this episode is perfect because there's a few things that obviously wouldn't take up a full episode but things that we happen to have gone into you know the very dark corners of our brains and and said oh wow I forgot that this existed right or this is something that was actually pretty cool as a kid and just doesn't fit into this world that we're in right now so let's talk about it so let's uh let's let's dive in I know you have a few things a a few points that you want to talk about I have a few that I want to talk about um I think I even added a a a quick point uh to the stuff that I'm going to cover that wasn't there in the prep notes but you know it's one of these things that I was thinking about I saw a reference to it on Instagram yesterday and I was like oh crap I forgot that existed and it was really really weird so we'll get into all the nuts and bolts of of all of that but um but Boyd, yeah, let's uh, let's let's dive in. What do you What do you got for us today? Numero uno story. Numero uno, I guess.
0: I want to start it off with this very odd, almost obsession we had as children uh, of acquiring tobacco candy.
1: <laughs>
0: like, I mean, tobacco like tobacco esque products, but they're candy versions. Um, Most notably, the—I mean, there were cigarettes. There were multiple types of cigarettes. They were there were cigars, and there was even chewing tobacco uh, esque product. Um, And I want to dive into it just just a little briefly. So, the first thing I want to say is like, all right. So in the in like whatever the fifties or something. Tobacco products were, I guess, like a status symbol.
1: They were cool, man.
0: Yeah. Um, so then in the it evolved into more just, I think, of a grown-up symbol. Like in the 80s when we were kids, that was like a grown-up thing to do because you couldn't do it as a kid. So it was a grown-up thing. So I guess maybe that's one of the things where we just wanted to do it because we weren't allowed to do it.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's big tobacco. I mean, really trying to prime the pump for their next generation of consumers, right? And it wasn't just the the eighties with the candy. I think this actually goes back to probably the fifties and sixties, where I mean, I'm probably making this up, but <laughs> I, I'm sure tobacco companies like probably sponsored children's programming back in the early days of TV. I mean, they sponsored a lot of things that were family shows, you know. So this is sort of the the evolution of of, of priming the pump for. For future generations of of hopefully consumers,
0: sure. And I think that, and again, I think that we wanted it because we wanted to be cool. Because what was cool is what we weren't allowed to do. And also, so you wanted, wanted to, to do the
1: you wanted to mimic your heroes, right? So if you think about it, right? And you're well, going so let's. Yeah, go I want to go into that. yeah.
0: Let me get there. So candy cigarettes will start out with so there was two kinds there was the sugar sticks that were just like these hard long sticks and it came in like a, an actual pack that looked like a pack of cigarettes and you could just bite them and it was kind of like the the stick of a fun dip and it just like kind of bit and it's a it's hard sugar then there was the ones that i gravitated towards Me the too. ones that were bubble gum different color bubble gum uh and they were wrapped in a paper and they had little powder. So (laughs) who knows what the the powder
1: was, right? I mean, there's probably confectionary sugar, but who knows what it really was.
0: (laughs) But man, you could, it was just so cool. The second you took it out of the pack, you blew on it, and this little puff of smoke comes out. Man, you felt like you were the coolest of cool.
1: And if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, though, I believe they also had sort of like a painted tip. It was like orange to look as though it, it was lit. Right? I'm pretty sure. So there were sure. different
0: colors, yeah. and there were different colors, and the only colors they had were colors of like a flame. Right. So it was exactly. either yellow, <laughs> red, or orange. Right. It was, right. Too cool too cool and then you did it once and then there was no one left so then you ate the the bubble gum
1: and there was they were terrible tasting by the way
0: terrible awful
1: awful they they really had no taste they were they were disgusting (laughs) but they were cool Um,
0: they were cool again it was it's the cool factor uh candy cigars so they were just like a a torpedo of bubble gum and and yeah and i'll actually so they had that and they kind of came in a cigar wrapper on not even almost it did it had like the um the cigar wrapper just the kind of cellophane and then a, uh, a, a I don't know medallion or whatever around around it and then the tobacco chewing gum or the, sorry the chewing gum shredded chewing gum that looked like tobacco with a baseball player right on the front of the package the big league chew and that's, I'm sure, where you were going about mimicking your hero.
1: Oh, man, Lenny Dykstra, if you remember him, right? He would put in a big old
0: lip. Yeah, I, I, I there would be a them.
1: if you looked at it, I remember going as a child, and it's really strange. My family, so my mother's company um, had season tickets to the Philadelphia Phillies, really good seats. This is back when box seats were actually a thing, and they were like literally like a box with like a pole and a bunch of seats. But in any case, we used to go to a lot of Phillies games. And this was the, the time period when Lenny Dykstra was the center fielder. And you look at at old veteran stadium, the crappy AstroTurf, which is basically carpet. And carpet. in center field, you would just see just brown debris all over the, all over the, the ground. And it was basically his, his discarded chew, right? But as a little leaguer, we used to always buy the big league chew because you put it in your back pocket, you take a big old wad of shredded bubble gum, And you would just shove it in your mouth, and you would think that you were Lenny Dykstra. So, I mean, I I bought it all the time. I loved it. It was so going
0: with that. Going with that, it was even cooler. So that was to mimic the, um, I don't know, the big chief, if you will, like from Mm -hmm. Sandlot, like the, the big old tobacco leaves. But what we, you know, ended up growing up with a lot of our the players we looked up to had the tins. Oh, in yeah. their back pocket. And bubble you can see the tin in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. So you would either use bubble tape or what some of the guys in my uh, in my Little League would do is find this shredded uh, shredded beef jerky. It came in <laughs> tins in the same size of chewing tobacco. And it looked just like it too, which is better. So like, the cool kids in Little League had that. So I actually got it and I got it once because uh, my dad took me to what we called the beer store and after some some prodding he eventually let me get it and i you know i i ate it who doesn't like you know shredded uh salt meat right but you better know i kept that thing in my back pocket the rest of the season because you wanted your back pocket to look like it had <laughs> yeah. a which is like tin so utterly rid- back
1: so utterly ridiculous to think about when you like think back it's like no you're you're right like you had the little tin I in totally your pocket yeah. because the MLB players that you looked up to had the tin in their pocket. It's the same reason why, and I don't know if you if you remember this, but there was a period where uh, this this brand Mizuno, right? They they came out sure. and they had these batting gloves. They were like fluorescent green with like this padding on the the back of your hand, and everybody wanted them because Ricky Henderson had those gloves. It's like you you, you want to just be them. So you know, batting gloves is one thing, but then mimicking chew tobacco is it, it takes it up a notch but yeah it's just, it's all about like being as cool as the people that you look up to right it's, it's really no different than today if you think about it it's just in a very much non-politically correct way like i don't think that would happen sure. they wouldn't be able to sell that stuff today although i do believe that i've been in some random stores and have spotted candy cigarettes
0: so there's still so i, I spotted them this summer there's this little market in ocean city, New Jersey in the South end. And I'm like buying breakfast sandwiches. I'm I'm sure. Cause I, I do that often or, or bagels or whatever. And I saw some preteen girls <laughs> actually checking out out the counter with those, the, the stick ones. And I'm like, a they're still alive. Like they're, they're still there. Yeah. And B, why the heck would you want? I mean, same, I guess, same reason, right? But like, I didn't believe they were still around. And so, this is it's a great, it's this awesome, uh, like market, but also it kind of has this little bodega feel inside. Right. And at one of these, and one of the end caps, there was some just old ass candy, circus peanuts, oh God. The, the buttons, the button candies, and a pack of, of the sh- candy cigarette. Like sugar sticks that says, like, lucky on it and it yeah. has a little horseshoe, <laughs> right? Uh, unbelievable that you can still find those. And here's my question. Were they made in the 80s? Pro- probably. They're
1: I probably think old. Yes. They're probably I old. Because kinda- um, I, I would imagine, right? And, and, and what do I know? I mean, I'm no longer young. But, you know, the whole idea of, of sort of mimicking the people you look up to. Nobody really smokes anymore, no. I don't think. So, right. so who the heck right. like why are they why would anybody be buying candy cigarettes? But but to, to sort of take this this point or take this this chapter of the episode in sort of a, a somewhat different direction. The ironic thing about all of this is that I um I, I'm I'm starting sort of this this company on the side, which is really just a, a holding company to do a, sort of these these creative projects. Um so mm-hmm. sort of the first product that that I'm going to sell um, are a bunch of fortune cookies but the fortunes inside are all Kanye West tweets to call it Kanye cookies Oh, that's but so good the second thing that I'm going to create are candy cigarettes targeted to adults so so <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually gonna bring them back redesign the packaging um, a, a little bit so that they look I don't know maybe more badass than, than the, the the candy cigarettes of our, our childhood but I'm gonna I'm gonna Bring back candy cigarettes and market them to adults. And it's, you know, okay. it, it's probably a terrible idea, but it maybe is a genius idea. So I don't know. Right. I will, let, I will let you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, it, it may be. A, right.
1: So, right. yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, I, I completely remember going into, it's like five and dime store near my, my house called McCrory's. I don't think they exist anymore, but McCrory's was like sort of like, a, I don't even know what you would c- compare it to. It was just a weird, sort of store which is random crap and we would go there to get our upper deck baseball cards which were kept uh, in the back of the store um, because I guess they were premium baseball cards even though they were like a dollar a pack and then we would also get our candy cigarettes there <laughs> as well uh, and some assorted other candies and there was also a brief period where for whatever reason they had um, essentially every major league baseball uh, mesh snapback hat so we would go up there and buy, like, random. I remember I bought a San Francisco Giants ad. So Mercury's was the place to go stock up on your faux tobacco products.
0: Shout-out to Mercury's in, what, Tom, Leonardo, New Jersey? Tom, no,
1: Tom's River. Tom's River, New Jersey. I, River, I, I think right. it was a chain. Um, I don't know. But in any case, all right, moving on. Uh, the, the, the thing that I want to talk about, like the first thing I want to talk about, is, uh, is this amazing dog who – solved crimes right and i'm talking about mcgruff the crime dog (laughs) right so mcgruff i i don't know if mcgruff is still around i'm assuming he's still around but just he's older now he's probably you know picking and choosing where he makes his appearances but when i was a kid when we were kids mcgruff was like a big deal right he was all over television you know take a bite out of crime and for me specifically in my elementary school the elementary school had one McGruff the Crime Dog puppet, but it was like a really high-quality puppet, and I guess various teachers sort of shared him um, when it was time to to teach kids about, you know, things, crimes and, and drugs and, and whatever. And McGruff would come to your class, and all the kids would go nuts because his puppet was amazing. You know, he looked great. He had his trench coat. He had his like, plaid pants, I believe. He had, like, little brown shoes. Um, it, it was amazing. So, you know, McGruff to me was this like special moment in school and, you know, doing a little bit of digging on, on McGruff and and where the hell he came from. The story, the backstory at least is, is really interesting in that the character of McGruff was created by an ad exec. And, and basically the brief was, you know, you need to increase crime awareness. So the guy's like, all right, cool. How are we going to do that? We need a character, right? And this is during the time when I make a dog. Yeah. There was like characters for everything, Right. Um, so M- McGruff was was born, and you know the the funny thing to me, I was I was a huge huge fan of Unsolved Mysteries, uh, the 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 television show, and I remember you know every Friday I believe, um, maybe eight thirty eight o'clock it would come on, and Robert Stack was the the host, right? This mysterious man who would come out of the fog and more or less sort of looked like McGruff, right? So I almost wonder if McGruff was was modeled after. Robert Stack, but anyway, super successful character. I, I would say the program was probably pretty successful. I think um it, it had garnered like a hundred million dollars in free airtime, um, you know, for for that that campaign. And uh there was sort of like this cast of characters. He had a nephew named Scruff McGruff, um which is is funny because like the Scrappy dude version. Yes, literally, it was a miniature like child version of mcgruff and and he had the same sort of costume and it's it's funny because my wife when i was asking her about mcgruff and and whether she remembered him her memory was actually of scruff and not 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 mcgruff uh so i was like oh, okay cool um but yeah super super cool cool character um like i said when the puppet made an appearance in my school we all cheered we did like that that amazing like you know, pumped your fist like, yeah, um, it was just, it was great. And then the, sort of the last thing as it relates to, to McGruff, you know, not only was he an amazing dog who took a bite out of crime, but he led to one of the best sports nicknames of all time. And that was the nickname that was Fred given McGruff. to Fred McGriff, right? The crime dog, um, which, which, I mean, I don't know if you know of any better nicknames, but that's gotta be up in that pantheon of upper echelon, you know, sports nicknames you know, McGriff, the hit dog, right? Or, or, or whatever. I mean, he was the crime dog, the hit dog. I mean, great, great, great nickname. Uh, so McGruff. So people who don't know who McGruff is, Google McGruff, watch some of the commercials, badass, that's, badass character. And he needs to come yeah. back. He needs to come back soon.
0: Take, that's right. And take a bite out of crime. So my, so as you were on your little diatribe there, my thought was, is he basically I mean, Smoky Bear?
1: Oh, he's totally well, a Smokey Bear.
0: Right. But he's not well, telling you to prevent at, like,
1: forest fires. He's telling you to prevent being kidnapped, right? <laughs> like, putting the fear of, like, being kidnapped or, like, the fear of being murdered. McGruff, that's, that's what he's there to warn you about. Smokey is like, hey, you know, it's hot today and it hasn't rained. There's <laughs> right. there's going to be a forest fire, which was also terrifying, actually. The thought, I don't know about you, but if you if we've ever driven into like a park somewhere and you saw the, the smoky and the the little sign was like red,
0: right. Right. It's high (laughs) chance
1: of forest fires. You were terrified. That's
0: that's one of those things that I thought as a kid, I would have to worry about much more as an adult than (laughs) I have to.
1: No, absolutely. Like, I mean, you walk, you you, you roll into that park and and it's a red and it says, high. like in your mind, there's like a 97% chance that that you're going to be, you're going to be stuck in there with a fire. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. (laughs) it's funny cool so what, what else do you got there boyd <laughs> cool um
0: i'll go with the craze that was the trapper keeper love it the trapper keeper craze i mean i everybody knows everybody knows the 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 trapper keeper um i guess for thing you know for people who don't know the trapper keeper was like a three ring notebook but for some reason it was the thing you had to have now that just and then reflecting upon this i'm like does that make it a status symbol like a a, a, you know whatever a elementary school status symbol the answer is probably there were like super cool ones race cars jets penguin on a beach and then, of course, there was the obligatory girl versions, cats and horses. I think Lisa Frank did like a whole uh, segment um, of designs on Trapper Keepers. I think mine, just to let everyone know, I think mine was just like blue with a little red, uh, like, I don't know, not layering, just like outlining. So I must not have been that cool. So I probably was not on top of the Trapper hey, i, had, I had a
1: i had a fluorescent green and hot pink bmx uh trapper keeper and yeah it was, it was badass rad so rad um
0: i can still hear the uh and like if you think about it i still hear the ripping of that velcro kind of mm-hmm. like a punch to the eardrum like a, uh it was just very um very distinct i you know open it up that velcro rip always kept the pen my pencils and erasers in like the case uh, right in the front, and then with that little zippity ziplock zipper right on it, and then you had your color coding folders. It was just well, I think also whatever, the folders,
1: the, the folders that were inside. I mean, were were almost as important as the design um, of the actual trapper keeper. So you know, there's like the you know the very plain colored trapper keeper folders, but then there were some mm-hmm. badass folders. You know, like very period specific. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I had one, I probably had a few, but the the crazy thing is been recently, very recently. So within the last year, probably, or two years, I was at my parents' house and, you know, I was looking for some old baseball cards in the shed and, uh, lo and behold, what do I find in the shed? My trapper keeper. They still no have it. No
0: way!
1: Um, and, and I should probably take it uh, and, and give it to my daughter who's in kindergarten and be like, Listen. This is where you're gonna put your homework folder from now on so that your teacher sees this badass trapper keeper.
0: And and knows that you're not one to be trifled with.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, granted, yes, yeah. it's it's boyish and it's uh it's BMX, but it's Whatever. fluorescent green and fluorescent. It's badass. Pink. No. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's totally rad. Well
0: it's badass no matter what. So like here's the so here's I'm going through the same thing with my um, with stuff that I have that I've held as a child. So you could put your trapper keeper up on eBay, you know your vintage one um, you know for whatever 50 bucks probably. Um, there's ones on there actually that are listed for more than that. I'm sure you know I don't know how if they actually go for more than that, but but what you could do is give it to your daughter and she could be the badass with the cool trapper keeper from the 80s. And I'm going through that too because I have these awesome, awesome figures, uh, action figures, um, a lot of Ninja Turtles and a lot of my dinosaurs from like this very specific dinosaur TV show that only lasted one season called Dino Riders, really niche. Mm -hmm. But this day and age, as we are seeing, you and I in our age group are just loving nostalgia. So on eBay, these figures that I have, I don't know, all of them, because I was very meticulous about it, go for hundreds of dollars each sometimes. Hmm. So I could either pay for college or I could give them to my son who's like so into dinosaurs and into all the fighting and and loves Ninja Turtles. And you know what? Screw it. I'm going with the latter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you got to sweet trapper keepers we should um maybe that should be the the next product they make as my side product is a new trapper keepers don't
0: do that don't do that because they just started coming out with new ones they're only like 10 or 15 dollars they're at like uh they're you can are they are they leveraging the
1: throwback designs
0: yes really they are they have the they have like the 90s and 80s um neons and, and designs right on the front super and super inexpensive so you might as well just get a new one and like pretend it's an old one
1: i'm down um, can, can i find I'm, these at target is that the i'm no walmart
0: oh, walmart. walmart or okay. me.com um which is good timing you know for both of us i know your uh your daughter's in kindergarten my son's in kindergarten and he's only in a half day kindergarten unfortunately mm-hmm. which Ooh doesn't really have a need for a lot of, of stuff and transporting things. Right. So next year he's, he's going to have things for first grade next year. My twins are going to be in preschool. So I think it's going to be a Trapper keeper Christmas yes. uh, next yeah.
1: year
0: or a Trapper keeper birthday next year.
1: Love it. Awesome. Cool. So my, my, my final thing, and I'm actually going to lump two things together because they're somewhat related. And I figured this is a random episode, so I got to throw random shit in there. But in any case, uh two two shows that I watched I mean I, I wasn't a diehard fan in any way, but I upon reflection now believe them to both be extremely strange um in, in sort of the plot lines and the characters. So the first is a cartoon that is called or was called Shirt Tales. And I think I think this might be a little bit before your time. But essentially, Shirt Tales was part of the USA Cartoon Express, which you probably have watched, but you're probably sort of the the second generation of USA Cartoon Express. But yeah, this this cartoon was it was pretty awesome, and I and I feel like it's one that sort of has gone under the radar and hasn't really gotten you know the credit that it deserves. But the weirdest thing about the uh, the, the 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 cartoon or the series is that it was actually based on a line of greeting cards <laughs> which is like what which is just like the strangest thing to think about so it's like you know we talked in some other episodes about you know toys right our our cartoons designed to sell toys um or, or sort of toys you know designed to sort of get people to watch the cartoon and, and where they sell advertising and, and whatnot and it's sort of the same thing right like did they think by i mean did the the, the the greeting cards just come out and people were just overwhelmed by the cuteness of the characters and then they decided well, people think these are cute. We're going to make a cartoon, but it's it's really kind of strange. I've never heard of any other instance of anything you know originating from greeting cards. Um, but but yeah, so basically, it's a group of animal friends, which is a winning winning formula, right? Group of animal friends that, that wore t shirts, no pants, t shirts <laughs> that had special messages on them, um, like you know friendly stuff and, and all of that. But uh, but they had an awesome. You know, group of of characters, and it was like Rick Raccoon was like the main guy. And the the funny thing about Rick Raccoon is that um, my my cousin, who's, who's same age as me, I think a year older, one year for Halloween had a badass Rick Raccoon Halloween costume. And I'm not talking about you know the the vinyl with the plastic mask. He had a full on like Disney character esque like costume, like furry, big shirt, the big helmet. Um, but it was Rick Raccoon, which was pretty badass. So you got Rick, you got Tig Tiger, Pammy Panda, Digger Mole, Bogey Orangutan, who spoke just like Humphrey Bogart and actually I think smoked a cigar, huh. but it was really a banana, if, I, if my memory is, is correct. And then basically there was Mr. Dinkle. Um, so the the animals, they, they lived in Oak Tree Park. I think they lived in a tree. And the park custodian was Mr. Dinkle. So sort of all the hijinks sort of ensued around these these animals and, and Mr. Dinkle. And then the, the, the shirt tail gang, they had like a crazy vehicle that they would all travel in. So like super, super weird, um, but super cool. And and again, one of these things where you should just like Google it or go on YouTube, look for it, watch it. I mean, it's pretty badass. The yeah, second- it's a
0: Hanna-Barbera. It's a Hanna-Barbera. And like, mm-hmm. um, so so it, it it was probably one of the, you know, the the Flintstones, the Jetsons kind of yeah. deals. But, um, yeah, right before my time.
1: Yeah, We should actually – I mean, I don't know how, how appealing it would be to you. But we should probably do an episode on Hanna-Barbera cartoons because there were some, some bangers, man. There were some bangers yeah. in there. So uh, mental note, future potential episode, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And then uh, just closing out the episode, this is one thing that uh, for whatever reason I, I thought about this week – uh, again, I think it was spurred on by, like, an Instagram meme or, or whatnot, and it was another show called Zoobly Zoo. Do you remember Zoobly Zoo? I do. You do? do. Okay. So Zoobly Zoo was this, like, super bizarre show, basically with a cast of characters of, like, humans that were poorly dressed up as animals, I guess is, like, the best way I could sort of... It was, like, yeah, a, like a, like a sort of a... Soleil-esque type costume, but super weird. It was weird. more
0: like... Um... That I don't know. It was more like a, a Chuck E. Cheese uh, costume version, right? But
1: you can one hundred percent tell that they were humans. Like they weren't trying to look like they were right. They were animals. They were right. like They were humans, right. right? So, um, yeah, it was super right. weird. And it, like, it was more like a like like a a performance. Oh, totally. Yeah. So that's where I was going to go. Right. So like Ben Vereen, who's like probably the, the decently well known actor, he was the main character. Um, and he was like, <laughs> he was a snow leopard, which is the most bizarre animal to try to mimic. But in any case, he was Mayor Ben, right? So he was the mayor of Zooly Zoo, um, and, a, and a snow leopard. And then there was like Builder Beaver, Van Gogh Lion, Talkatoo Cockatoo, Lookout Bear, Bravo Fox, which was like the weirdest one to me. Uh, and then was it Kangaroo? Um, and then they would like talk to the camera, so it was like they were talking to the people that were watching. But they would call the people that were watching Zubaroos, <laughs> which is super weird. And uh, each each of the animals or each of these characters possessed like a unique artistic skill. And then they break into song and dance and like solve common challenges that kids face. It was like sort of this educational type show. But it was like, it was just weird. And, and it lasted, I think, two seasons. I think there were 65 episodes. Um, but again, another thing where these people who are listening to this episode probably have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, but it is worth searching Zoobly Zoo on YouTube and, and, and watching this bizarre show. And the really interesting thing about Zoobly Zoo, as I was doing the research on it, is that the opening theme song was actually, uh, created by, uh, Haim Saban. So I don't know if you recognize that name. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but Haim Saban eventually went on to do bigger and better things than doing the theme song for zoobly zoo. He actually went on to create mighty Morphin power Rangers. So there you go. That guy is a billionaire now. And he was doing the opening theme song for zoobly zoo
0: Man, zoobly zoo. I just, I, I remember it very, very <laughs> it well so that, that, that like annoying, uh, the annoying lady with the, the bird one. Oh, the, the cocktail was so annoying. Yeah. Yes. The, the, uh, the lion that was Van Gogh lion, so who's, who's a painter. Yep. I remember. Oh yeah, he had like distinctly. a beret. He wore
1: like this weird beret, right? And
0: yeah. I remember yeah, I remember it very distinctly, and you've just unlocked something <laughs> in my brain. I can like now I can hear the theme song. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: He Zoobly did it. zoo Zoobly zoo. Yeah. zoo plenty of ventures are waiting, waiting for you, for you. oh <laughs> man i didn't know that was there yeah, Holy cow. this is why this this is why this podcast is amazing and this is why we do episodes like this but i don't know boyd any any closing thoughts or is that is that the place to end the that, episode there it
0: is there it is that's uh we're gonna have to do uh we're gonna have to do another one of these these are just so
1: great no nah, this is a good one so yeah thank you everybody for listening um if you haven't already and we say this every episode give us a damn review give us five stars or whatever the hell the ratings look like and uh definitely subscribe and follow us on instagram even if you don't like this podcast you will like the instagram account hey you guys uh pod cast and
0: speaking of and speaking of let me let me say thank yeah. you
1: to to you who do
0: follow as we just hit 1000 that's a big deal <laughs> That's a big deal. I'm really uh, I'm really psyched about that. We've been growing very well and we're uh, we're marching on to 2000. Let's move it.
1: Let's move it. So everybody, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Later. Summer
0: baby, come and baby, show me the town. I didn't